Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. I am Steven Serta. It is Monday, November 27th, and the Kansas City Chiefs are coming off of a fresh win over the Las Vegas Raiders, 31-17 in Week 12 to improve to 8-3 on the season. Let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sween, I think the start of this game, really just the first quarter for the Kansas City Chiefs, was about the worst football I've seen them play all year. But they finally flipped the switch, and they finally rallied. And then I think after that, you can make the case that, at least offensively, they put together maybe one of their most impressive offensive performances of the season. It was one of those performances that gives you confidence that they have enough. I know that we've been asking that over the past couple weeks. Is this offense going to hold them back from winning playoff games? Uh, Is it going to hold them back from being able to go on another Super Bowl run? And through the first two drives, it seemed like that answer was a a serious, serious, there's no way. And then all of a sudden, everything changed. And you started to see the Chiefs lean into Isaiah Pacheco a little bit more as a true second option. They were making sure that he took the football a lot, which I think is a great idea. Uh, as the Raiders were trying to curb Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes mentioned this after the game. The other players actually were able to step up this week. Like you saw even a nice moment from Sky Moore and, of course, the Rasheed Rice breakout game, you know, if you will, first 100 uh, yard game of his career. And so, really, really good signs uh, again after that initial part of the game. And I think also what makes the, the effort impressive is I think the Chiefs could have had that first quarter and really like keeled over and and died and they they rallied and and stayed out of the quicksand and actually had one of the better performances of the season you mentioned Rasheed rice uh his hundred yard performance i believe that was the first hundred yard performance from a chiefs wide receiver all season long um also it was the first game since week five against the minnesota vikings where the chiefs did not have an offensive turnover um which is crazy when you when you really think back and you're like, oh yeah, it really has been that long that they've been that not not only struggling to score points but turning the football over on a weekly basis. So, you know, there there were some things that you didn't love coming into this game, but all that matters at the end of the day is that they got a double digit win. Uh, the offense looked like maybe they found some answers moving forward here. 
And the defense at the end of the day, while they didn't put together their best game, I, I think they're still an elite unit that will have much better performances down the line. Yeah, and and it was a uh, it was bad for for both units today. I mean, we've been become used to seeing the offense struggle at, at certain points in the game, and the defense from wire to wire have great games, but the defense even. I think got off to a slow start. Uh, you saw Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs kind of explode at the beginning of this game. And then there were some adjustments uh, that, that the defense made and really calmed things down, allowed the offense time to kind of find itself, and it, and it did. Uh, the defense is allowed to have a bad quarter or two, uh, which I think it did uh, on uh, on Sunday. Probably should have been a three-touchdown lead for the Raiders if it weren't for going for that field goal, which they probably shouldn't have went for. They probably should have went for it on fourth down and uh, missing it um but but again the Chiefs defense stayed in the game kept their head in it and then had a much better second half where they blanked uh, Devontae Adams I believe Josh Jacobs only had like 16 rushing yards in the second half so slow start but a a good all-around performance for for both both units offense and defense for the Chiefs and credit to the Raiders I thought that their early game offensive game plan against the Chiefs was great like it, it was all Hey, we know it's Steve Spagnolo. We know he's going to blitz and we know he's going to bring uh, unique looks at us to try to create pressure. And so everything in that first quarter and really the first half for the Raiders on offense, everything was quick. And you mentioned like Devontae Adams gets shut down in the second half. Well, that first half, he was carving up the Chiefs secondary and specifically Legarius Sneed, but it was all quick slants. It was all get the ball out as fast as possible. Don't give the blitz any time to get there. And if they do try to blitz, we're going to run a lot of short passes to get rid of the ball quickly. Or Josh Jacobs is going to rip off some of these runs and it worked to perfection. And I think it kind of surprised the chiefs and and it kept them on their heels early in the game, but they bounce back. They shut it down in the second half and they start piling up the stops. And so I'm not worried about them at all moving forward. I, but I, I do think P and I, I, I'm curious how you feel about this. Like offensively for the Kansas City Chiefs, Rasheed Rice was spectacular today. And we've been clamoring for it. Like he's got to get more involved. They got to use him more. Just give him a chance. Stop only using him on like bubble screens and the short intermediate passes. Like let's see what he can do down the field. But now I'm kind of worried that I'm going to come out of this game saying, yes, this is the plan moving forward. Involve Rasheed Rice. Use Isaiah Pacheco in short yardage. Use him in the passing game. But then if Kadarius Tony's back next week and they place McCole Hardman on IR, so he's going to be out for a little bit here, but he could be back later. But like when they have Kadarius Tony back in the fold, like, is this going to change again? Is this a mirage and I'm setting myself up to be disappointed? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I, I think this has felt like a long time coming where they start to lean into their best players. And, and I think you have three solid offensive weapons and maybe the one, two, three, and I think we saw a bit of it today is Kelsey and is Pacheco. And then your third option is Bryce. You could see what he can do. Uh, when he does get the the single coverage and and finding enough room for Patrick Mahomes to get it to him and the yard after the catch and, and everything like that, and if one of the other cast of characters steps up beyond them, you know a Noah Gray, a Sky Moore, a Justin Watson, you know, for example, I I think then you have enough at least offensively to win a championship, and it's because the defense is so good, uh, you know, and, and again tough start for them today, but I thought another nice performance overall from. The Chiefs defense, and if you can really lean into these now beginning to be proven weapons in Pacheco and Rice, uh, then I think your offense is going to be fine, and we'll see if they they repeat it. But I, I think you got to go with with what's working, and and these three guys seem like they are it for Patrick Mahomes. 
Yeah, I th- I think it seems so clear that it's Travis Kelsey, it's Rasheed Rice is the wide receiver, and Isaiah Pacheco is somebody that they just have to start giving more opportunities to and leaning on. And again, this is also another circumstance where maybe Pacheco gets more looks and maybe he's more involved in the passing game, gets five receptions on five targets for 34 yards, which I think he had some crucial plays in the passing game today. And we've seen him be effective in the passing game, but Jarek McKinnon, has taken a lot of that work. He's out this week. Clyde was expected to step in, and Clyde had a few carries. He was in on a a few plays, but it was really all Pacheco, and we saw what he could do when you utilize him as a a true dual threat back, when you got to worry about him you know, running at you a million miles per hour on the ground, but also getting him involved in the passing game with that explosiveness. Like It feels like he's the third thing, and I'm hoping that they figured that out on Sunday, because especially in short yardage, because it feels like... We spent the entire year just being like third and one, huh? Why wouldn't you give it to Isaiah Pacheco there, Andy? And they finally did it and it worked on Sunday. Like it just feels like this is the blueprint moving forward and the chiefs need to embrace that. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that they're different statures and Isaiah Pacheco is a little bit skinnier, a little bit nimbler, but I mean, I'm not sure. It's almost like he's got a little Derrick Henry to his game where it's like, you have this angry battering Ram and you could, you kind of just do a halfback dive and it's going to work even if they know it's coming because of how intense and angry he runs and it's just his ability to pick up one yard. I mean, similar in a weird way to Jalen Hurts and what they do in Philadelphia where you can kind of just assume um, because of the way they, they set it up that they can get you know one or two yards whenever they need it. And I went back to the book and whenever it was one or two yards for a first down, and they handed off to Pacheco on Sunday. It was five times. Pacheco converted. And so I think that's your first option. You know, a lot of people always get upset with Andy Reid for being too cute. This seems to me like something that you always try on third down. And then you you certainly maybe even lean into on fourth down, even if they know it's coming, because I, I don't know if it's going to matter. Yeah, and Sky Moore today, uh, three targets. He did have a, a nice play early on in the game that uh, went for a decent chunk gain. Then Justin Watson uh, one catch on three targets, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, only one target in this game. And I know there's a lot of people talking about, you know, try to get MVS some some decent looks this week to make sure he's got his head right after last week's letdown. And I was I was a little bit surprised that MVS only has the one target that goes for negative one yard in this game. But also, I don't I want them to face him out of the offense like I understand MVS has had some key moments for this Chiefs team, but what he has put on the field this season is setting you back compared to what you're getting out of Rasheed Rice. And Justin Watson is a fine player who can make a big splash play for you every now and then, but he's not a guy that you want getting double-digit targets on a weekly basis. We we need to see Travis Kelsey involved. We need to see Rasheed Rice. We need to see Isaiah Pacheco. And I, 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 I'm, I'm really, really willing to believe that this is the Chiefs diagnosing that after that Eagles loss and, and hoping that this is yeah. what it's going to be moving forward. Well, I know Marquez Valdez-Scantling had the, the key drop in that game, but if you really you know, went into the snap counts, uh, he, they, they were dipping, um, keeping him out of the game a little bit more than they had been earlier on in the season. Like the, early on in the season, he was leading the wide receiver room in snaps and we saw him last game have under 50%. I'll be curious to see when the snap counts come out, you know, for this one, what he ended up at, but only the one target, he lost a yard and, you know, it gets to a certain point where you're in the NFL season where you have to lean into, you know, what are guys that you can rely on. And at a certain point, you know, even if a guy's making 
highest salary in your wide receiver room, it, it doesn't matter, right? Like if there are other receivers that are going to be better, that are going to be more reliable for you to win games, so you got to make that that change. And Chiefs and Andy Reid will always give the veterans the benefit of the doubt uh, at the beginning of the season, you know, even even have a longer leash maybe than, than a younger player would. But you get to a certain point where you start to know, okay, how are we going to win football games? And right now it's become more than apparent that the Chiefs have better options in the wide receiver room and in other positions even than Mark Valdez scaling. And so you got to limit his touches. And I think you saw them do that today. You know, looking down the line here, Rice had eight receptions. Kelsey had six receptions. You mentioned it. Pacheco with with the five receptions. And even Sky Moore and Noah Gray had three receptions apiece. I mean, I, I think that's going to be your best offense for the Chiefs. And you mix and match Kadarius Toney you know, when he is healthy uh, back into that as you can. But again, you know, even to the Tony point, this is a perfect example of why maybe the Chiefs, when when Tony was healthy, aren't building the whole game plan off him because suddenly he can miss a game like this, and that's just that's just part of his career at this stage. Yeah, and for Chiefs fans who were surprised by Kadarius Tony being active in this one, um, he was on the injury report last week with an ankle injury, but was listed as a full participant all week long. Then on Saturday, right. it came out that he was dealing with a hip injury on top of his ankle injury and would be ruled out. So. Uh, if you were wondering why Kadarius Tony was inactive, it, it was something that came out last minute on Saturday ahead uh, of Sunday's matchup. But Kansas City Chiefs pick up a big win, 31-17 to over the Las Vegas Raiders. They improved to 8-3 and on the season. Now they turn their attention towards a Sunday night football matchup against an all-of-a-sudden surging Packers team. So we'll have plenty of coverage for you guys at ArrowheadPride.com. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. You can follow Pete on Twitter at PG Sween. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. We'll talk to you guys later this afternoon on the next edition of the Arrowhead Pride Editor Show. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premiere. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premiere is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas the city. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.